Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're bringing back an uh, episode we've done the last couple of years, which I always like. It's polarizing players. We got, we got a few good names on this one. I actually... We'll get into this episode in a minute, but I wanted to just actually say that I feel like this is like the Sammy Watkins um, memorial list. That's what he's the one who kind of like started it for me a couple of years ago. He was always that guy. Maybe he makes an appearance today, but um, he was always the guy that for some reason people loved, people hated and for good reason, I guess. And he never panned out. So, again, I'm buying it again this year. So I'm he's polarizing, but I don't know. Maybe we'll bring him up. But before we do that. Make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram Fantasy Football Profit or check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash fantasy football profit. And we talked about this in the end of the last episode, but if you want to get in on our new league idea for this year, it's our relegation league, which is now hopefully the plan is to have this thing go for years. And what are we at? We're going to be at 120 teams signed up already, which is, uh, a little crazy, Jeff. <laughs> 120 teams. I mean, that's a lot of people. And we just got more we got more room. Well, I'll just keep them. I'm not even gonna put a limit on it. So just keep signing up and play against us. We'll be in every league, but the whole point is you're gonna get to start down. Mm-hmm. We'll have we'll have a minors league, a contenders league, and the champions league. So you want to get up to the champions league by winning our league. So there's already people that have won the last two years that are already populating the champions league. So you try to move your way up. And if you want to get involved with that, go to our Instagram page. Go check us out there. You'll find out how to sign up and get involved. And yeah, I'm not going to not going to limit it. And so it's going to be a lot of leagues. We'll be doing a lot of drafts with this many. Might have to start in July, almost end of July to get all these in. But I think it'll be a lot of fun. You can try to beat me, try to beat Jeff. Probably easier to beat Jeff because Jeff's really not winning championships. <laughs> so <we> bring up. <laughs> That's it. No response to that. Sorry, I was drinking water. You got a couple people in that league that have beat you for the championship. Myself and uh, James. Oh, yeah. Walsh, last year's winner of our of our main league. So he's in that as well. So go check us out on Instagram for that one. It'll be fun. And hey, maybe we'll maybe Jeff can get a win. I'm, I'm actually I'm all jokes. Aside, I'm very excited for this one. I, I've wanted to do a relegation league for the past year or so. Uh, it's nice that we're actually getting it going. It's going to be really, really fun because you you can't stop, right? Yeah. That's the great part about it. You have to play the entire year to make sure that you don't, don't want to be in the fall bottom. out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't give up. You can't say, yeah, you know. You can move down to another league. Right now we have, what, three tiers. If the signups keep coming in like they have been, I mean, we haven't even, we barely announced it on the podcast, but it's the end of last episode. So not many people heard it. It's mainly been on our Instagram page, but I mean, shoot, maybe a fourth tier. Might have to open up more. Maybe we'll end up with 200 teams that make this thing uh, quite impressive. I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah, I would so, love that. We'll keep going. But all right, let's jump in to today's episode. Polarizing players. We'll, we'll count them down five to one. This one's not necessarily as much of a list in that sense, but it's easy to do for the for the show. So we'll start off, Jeff, with your fifth polarizing player of the year. Mm-hmm. polarizing and for this there's really a lot of reasons you can put yeah. different names on this list um this person uh particularly um if you go to fancy pros is a great place for information um but you can go to a lot of different places and get the you know stats about what's going on even average uh draft position things of that nature so marvin jones is actually coming in at number five someone that we haven't talked about really touched on this year so far but he's always a pretty solid contributor. Last year, he did only play nine games. He had a bone bruise or whatever. He needed a cleanup procedure that cost him seven games. I put him on here because he he's ranked right in the early 30s as far as wide receivers go. Everyone's assuming that Galladay is taking over the number one uh, wide receiver slot. That's a very safe call. But Marvin Jones is able to catch touchdowns. He is able to get a decent amount of yards, and hopefully he'll do even better as uh, the Lions have you know the second year in this offense. So I, I think he's relatively safe. But the reason I put him on here is because I don't think anyone believes in him necessarily. So this is where he is ranked about 31st, and he is getting drafted over 
you know, double digits past where he should go. And that's why I think that he's a little bit of a polarizing player. No one is really sure what to think about him, even though he should be uh, completely ready to go. And last year, his numbers were good. They were good before he got hurt. So he only played nine games, but he still got 500 yards receiving with five touchdowns and 62 targets. That is really on par for what he was able to do. And just two years ago, he was the fifth wide receiver overall. So I, I don't expect him to get back to that but the way he plays in that offense, even you know, even with the the complete regime shift, I, I think that he's still going to be good. And I, I find it very interesting that people are shying away and and very very heavily too. Yeah, I am though too. I know, I, but that's why he's polarizing. And so not saying I would take him right there, but the fact that he's ranked in thirty first, and you can probably get him at in a lot of different drafts at late forties as far as wide receivers go. That is rounds and rounds different. So the the question is, will that you know will that fix itself because this is still early in the year, or is that going to keep growing wider? I, I'm not sure which way it will go. I feel like there's there is like no excitement with him, so he could end up being a value. Is it like I think it's gonna yeah you're gonna get to the Marvin Jones spot in a draft, and you're just not gonna draft him. But when you think, yeah, why? Yeah, why do why why do I feel that way? Why do other people feel that way? He's actually put up good, good numbers. Golden Tate's not there. A lot of I like Kenny Galladay. A lot of people like Kenny Galladay, but I mean Kenny Galladay hasn't really put it together to be you know he hasn't done as well as Marvin Jones has done yet really. So it's one I don't know why I overlook him so much, but his wow his ranks are. As high as seventeenth, as low as sixty second. Yeah, wow. So I thought he would—he's kind it. of a fun player to bring up because you know you, we didn't talk about him because he's not—he's yeah. not overly exciting, he's right? Boring, <laughs> right. But it could be a good value if you get him if he's going as what the forty third receiver looked like about. Yeah, that's currently where he's uh, averaging uh, in the average. I mean, that's draft almost a wide receiver five in ten team leagues. That's a wide receiver five. Twelve yeah. teams, that's wide receiver four. That's a good wide receiver four or five. I like that player. I like that at that position. It's all about value. Yeah, it really is. So, and that, that's why he's—I wouldn't say the most exciting player, but that's why he came in at number five for me, polarizing because the numbers are all over the board right now. So, I'll go with my number five, and it's going to be Chris Carson. And this is another guy. Like when you look at what his numbers kind of what were at the end of the year, he should be better. But I guess we're all kind of—I mean, he had a good. 1100 yards, nine touchdowns, 4.7 yards per carry. That's a really good season. It it really is a good season. Over the last over weeks 9 through 17, I put this stat out on our Instagram page the other day. So over weeks 9 through 17, Chris Carson was the 10th best running back in the league. He was better than Aaron Jones, he was better than Philip Lindsay, he was better than Joe Mixon, he was better than David Johnson, he was better than James Conner, he was better than Dalvin Cook. He was better than all those guys. So why do we rank him so low? Me, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I do it too. I'm, I'm, a, I'm at fault there. He's in the twenties for me. He's twenty fourth on consensus. He's as high as twelfth, as low as forty second. Is it really just Rashad Penny? Is that the, is that, is that why? Yeah, I mean, that, right? for me, that's a large if, reason, right? Because if Rashad Penny's not there, Chris Carson should be so much higher. Maybe Rashad Penny's not going to do anything. We've seen. Just because he was a first round pick doesn't mean anything anymore. If they don't play, if they can't play. They can't play. I mean, there's been plenty of that's we still we always get everybody does this every year is get so in love with these first, second, third round running backs. This year, it's David Montgomery and Miles Sanders and those guys. But for every one of those, I mean, you're going to get a Bishop Sankey. You know, you're going to get a how many times did we how many years did we wait on uh, Sean Green? Remember Sean Green? (laughs) Yeah. So. Maybe Rashad Penny's not going to do it, and it is Chris Carson's job, and he proved it, and he should be ranked a lot higher than 24th. But some people love him. There's some people that do love his, this guy a lot, but then there's others. I mean, 40 seconds, a little, probably a little excessive. <laughs> it's a little low, don't you think? Um, but he he's kind of like a, he's like Marvin Jones. He's kind of like, you don't think about him. You don't really, doesn't excite you very much. But those numbers were actually really good last year. Maybe maybe we should be thinking about it more, but 
I mean, shoot, there's like you can even see other people who. Why are you so polarized? Okay, look at the the fantasy footballers. I'll bring them up because they're the first ones that show up in my ranks. Mike Wright from the fantasy footballers has him on, at thirteenth ranked. His uh, co-host from the very same show, Jason Moore, ranks him thirty fourth. <laughs> so within the same show, same podcast, you have thirteenth and thirty fourth. I think that's a pretty polarizing guy right there. That's a pretty, that's a crazy. So I don't know. What do you, I don't even know? What do you think about Chris Carson? Is it just like it's I, just it's penny right? Yeah, just don't want the risk. Yeah, I mean, really, that that's what it comes down to. Because every time, and he got a, I mean, he got a large workload last year. It's not like you know, we we got to see everything that he could do, and he was he was very good. I mean, he was, I'm about averaging, but especially with the last, was it the last four weeks that he played, he was averaging over 20 carries. He maxed out at 32 attempts in one game. Uh, yeah, he was just solid across the board, but. They it was a big price tag to get Penny. They're not going to give up on him yet, right? And I and Chris Carson is not an old back by any means. He's only twenty four. So what are you going to do? And I, I just I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of injuries in that backfield, and I feel and this is probably why I rank him around you know more in the early twenties, or you know maybe he's creeping up maybe twenty or something like that. Um, that I feel like it's going to be. I don't know. It, it seems to me that a a group mentality, a you know, who, the hot hand kind of you know situation, it just feels like at some point it's going to turn into that. Because I felt like when one wasn't hurt, then the other guy got it and he did well. And I think that whatever back is in there is going to do fine. So I don't know. I just I haven't seen anything to think Chris Carson is a you know a, above average talent. I think he's a good running back and he did the most with his carries, but. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's a tough one, and that's why it's so polarizing. Is I don't think people really know what to think of him. Now, some are in love with him, but yeah, yeah. Well, if you look at those numbers, I, I, if it wasn't for Penny and if it wasn't for the fact that other running backs did well there, I would, I would probably give him a little more credit. So, how about your fourth player? Fourth, uh, I went with Darius Geis. Okay, so, yeah, that's. Yeah, and we all know why in this, you know, in this situation is because we truly don't know what this guy is going to be. He was incredibly hyped coming into it. I thought he was going to do very well, you know, at, behind that Washington line. I thought, you know, and then AP came in and he was very productive for the the games that he played. Uh, AP is still there. Um, Geis is there. Supposedly he's going to be healthy. Obviously he what blew out his knee last year. You don't know how that's going to affect him. That offense kind of looks like it's going to be in, in, in flux because you're not exactly sure will Haskins eventually take over? Will he not? Uh, you know who is going to be the top wide receivers? There's a lot of question marks in that team in general. Mm-hmm. But you know, so yeah, I don't, I don't know personally. I don't know if anyone else knows, and I think everyone is hedging their bets because because of that uncertainty. Even though they know he is the future, but is this year is going the- to be? I mean, he got drafted at the end of the second round because he fell so much because I don't know why. We still don't whatever. Right. I think it was. Were. Yeah, exactly. But are we sure that he's just going to pass Adrian Peterson? Adrian Peterson said he could run for 2,000 yards this year. Well, yeah. And you know what? I don't. I, I, I don't. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I can't second guess the guy. I'm just, if you, sure, I bet you can. If they give you the opportunity, sure. Yeah. I don't think it's smart to ever doubt him. <laughs> I mean, I want guys to work because I drafted him number one in our dynasty league last year. I want him to work. I don't know. I just don't know. And I guess that's why he's good for this. It's Yeah, exactly. That's why I, he's good for polarizing. I, I don't he, know. And no one really knows. Because he, are you going to draft him? Like someone's oh going to draft see, him as, as if he is the number one that's back where I, I can't, I cannot draft guys whatsoever because preseason is going to show us little. I mean, that I guess preseason could work slightly with if guys looks great and that would help us out. We're not going to see anything from Peterson. Yeah. It's all guys. If he if he really really looks good, so yeah. But even that, I mean, how many times have we been fooled by that? I mean, not you know beating the dead horse with Detroit, but what about you know Abdullah? Um, yeah, hell yeah, he, so, yeah, he looked good. Amir at times. Abdullah looked amazing in the preseason, and then he just never could put it together. Keep stay healthy. It could be the same thing with guys. And you're, you know, you're probably playing against a lot of the time. He'll be playing against the second, third, you know, level guys that are trying to make the team. He could look really good, and maybe his knee is not fully back. There's so many question marks. But, but anyway, that, I mean, but that's why he's still this is what, But this is also what can make can win seasons for you because if he is the guy, 
Peterson gets hurt. Peterson could get hurt very easily. All of a sudden, Geis is what we thought he could be. Man, you get a you get a league winning guy there. So, hey, that's I though both a lot of these guys we're talking about can win you stuff. Jones I like because Jones is so far we've talked about Jones has you don't have to pay a price for him. Carson and Geis both you're paying a little bit of a price for a guy that might not be the guy. I hate that so much. <laughs> it just freaks me out. It does. I don't like that risk. I don't like it. Um, for the most part. I do have yeah. some exceptions, but and remember, he he came in with a very talented group of running backs, and a lot of people said he was n- number two. They thought that behind Barkley, this guy was the second most talented player. Yeah, he and he was. He just fell in the draft for some reason, and who knows? Who knows why? It's just whatever. All right, my I'll go with my fourth guy on my list, going going five to one, and I put Leonard Fournette. And I did not, but I I like that one. Yeah, and he's interesting. He's ranked as high as ninth, as low as twenty fourth. His uh, stock has definitely dropped off from where we had him last year. Last year we were, he's one of the top guys. We thought he was going to be amazing, and he got hurt obviously, but he only had a three point three yards per carry the whole season. Like, are we just sure he's not Trent Richardson? I mean. <clears throat> Ouch! I'm telling you, look Ouch. at the numbers. The numbers are they're 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 not good. They're not good. I'll say that. I mean, Trent Richardson. I should pull up Trent Richardson's numbers and see what he actually did. So Trent Richardson in his rookie year, he had 3.6 yards per carry. His second year, he had three yards per carry. In his final year, he had 3.3. So that 3.3, it's very Trent Richardson like. Is <laughs> it's very much Trent Richardson. I mean, he only had 3.9 his rookie year. Yeah, it's not what you're looking for, definitely. But It's they, very similar. It is. It's but, kind of their MO, too, though. But they, Blake Bortles was his quarterback. Right. There was no respect there. No, no respect. And also, they were they had a, a great defense, so they were controlling the clock. They were just you know using him as a battering yeah, ram. Yeah. The question is, is that going to change? I, I, I really do think he has a talent. I think he's a very I, talented player. I think so, too, and I like the value now. I like where you're mm-hmm. getting him. If he's right now ranked, he's ranked 15th currently. ADP. So yeah, he's the fourteenth. He's the fourteenth running back going off the board. Well, here, here's my me. here's my question. First year, as a rookie, he missed three games. Right. Last year, he missed half the season. It's a little. It's worrisome. I mean, injuries alone have got to freak you out. They they do a little bit. That's why I like if you get him if he falls enough, where you could get him in the third. I love it. Beginning of the third, it's about all all he'd fall to. But you can get him in the beginning of the third ish. I like it. Just, but it depends. It, some drafts he's going to go higher, some he's going to go lower. The, with the running backs in that middle tier, you never know who people are going to like. Like right now in the consensus, Marlon Max up to thirteenth. But there's going to be drafts where Marlon Max going to go behind all these guys that he's actually ahead of here. Like Marlon Max thirteenth, Damian Williams is fourteenth, then he got Fournette. Wow, that's crazy. Marlon Max really though that offseason talk. Him being like the workhorse is really driving his rank up. I mean, just don't listen to coach speak in the offseason. Who cares? Yeah. Wait till it actually happens. I, I do have to say, though, he did look good. I, he does. I liked him last year. I loved that, him his rookie year, too. Just like saw the sign, right. the flashes of him being a really good player. And that offense should be amazing. So there's, there is a lot to like there. Yeah. But Fournette, he's just one that I don't know what to think. Um, over the lad, that same stat here. So over last season, weeks 9 through 17, I only took players that had to play at least five games over that span, and I ranked them in points per game. Fournette was ninth, but that's because of the touchdowns. So if you still think he's going to get the touchdowns, he's going to be good no matter what the yards per carry is. Because yards per carry, yeah. it's not, If they used him differently, it would be a lot better. Obviously, he's, he's short. he was doing short yardage stuff. That really just kind of screws up the stat. But he was pretty, he's pretty solid, actually. I just I like the value you're going to get him at, and if he's healthy and has a quarterback that can actually make the defense, you know, have to respect it. But well, I'm not 100 percent sure they do. I was going to say, do I you say, think that? I I'm not 100 percent sure. People, a lot of people are a lot more sold on Foles than I am. I'm not. I mean, we've yeah, we'll, we'll see about Foles. So Fournette, though, interesting. People love him. People hate him, and that's why he's on the list. So, all right. So that's we've gone through our fifth and then fourth. Now your third player on your list my third and we're about to hit two guys for me that i've I've talked about 
at length in the other times, and they just happen to be polarizing players as well, so I thought I'd bring him up again. But here is a guy that, and I understand why, Geronimo Allison. So right now, he's kind of upping the air, right? You, you know Devontae Adams is going to be very good in Green Bay. Him and Aaron Rodgers have a great rapport. They've done it year in, year out. Who is going to be that number two wide receiver? Who's going to be that number two option for Aaron Rodgers? Whoever gets it is going to be very good. The question is, will it be Geronimo Allison? He was supposed to be the guy last year. It didn't work out. He got injured, whatever happened. All right. But he's right back in that same spot. He should be the number two. But on top of that, you have a new head coach. So as I was doing more and more reading about this, uh, I do have to bring this up because I thought this was a very, very good point. And uh, to give him credit, who is this? Uh, a Zach Cruz. Uh, he wrote a little a little blurb about Geronimo Allison and the different wide receivers going out for it. But um, LeFleur, who is the head coach now, um, how he uses wide receivers is the is the big idea behind this, right? And you kind of saw this in the past. And anywhere he's been offensive coordinator or head coach, they start comparing to how he uses that and how he uses a slot receiver, um, which is really very interesting because obviously you had Cobb. He was kind of the Green Bay slot receiver. He's small, he's shifty. That's kind of where the NFL goes. LaFleur has a very different take on it. And Sanu, who was 6'2", ran a 4'6'7", Cup, who was 6'2", ran a 4'6'2", and Sharp, who was 6'2", and ran a 4'5'5", were all the slot receivers, right? And you're kind of thinking, oh my gosh, you're, you know, he's right. When you point out a, yeah. you know, a kind of a trend like that, you have to think about it. And Allison is right along with those guys. He's 6'3", 4'6'7". They say he's catching on a lot. Personally, I think that he is worth the risk, but his numbers are all over the board and for good reason, right? So is, uh, right now he's averaging the 46th uh, wide receiver. His standard deviation is 11.4. So it just shows you that no one really knows even where to rank him, let alone where to <laughs> yeah, no draft idea. him. So I find him very, very intriguing. And I thought that was great to share because very rarely do I come across something where they make such a solid point. Well, how do you like the headline of Marquez Valdez Scantling? Impressing staff yeah. going into Packers minicamp. Yeah, well, first of all, there's, there's, you can have more than two, two miles to feed, so that that's well, fine. But I people think don't, yeah, people for some reason that's why I like Allison for this is because again, people they think it's all or nothing. It has to be one or the other. They can't coexist. No, and and Aaron Rodgers has always been good with. He can sustain three wide receivers. He he's always had a very difficult time making a tight end a superstar yeah, yeah. or or a running back along with him being very very good. But three wide receivers, mm-hmm. if it's Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, shouldn't be an issue. And also, one of those guys has to come out of it, right? And I mean, it might as well be somebody him, has to, right? Because they they drafted a handful of young wide receivers and they're kind of waiting for one to kind of take the reins. So, and also, like we say, that's coach speak, right? Like how well he's yeah. doing. Same thing with Allison. I was like picking up. He's smart, whatever. Well, shoot. Devontae Parker is impressing right now. He always, <laughs> they always impresses, right? And then when it comes to playing I'm the game. trying not to buy into it. I can't, I can't do it. I'm those, all those, all those young receivers from the last few years that haven't <clears> quite broken out. I just, for some reason, I, I'm, I always like them. I'm in love with all of them. Like yeah. this will be the year, right? This will be the year. The yeah. problem with him is his value will always be higher than it should be. But anyway, so that's why yeah. Dranmo Allison makes my list. I and for good, I think he does have uh, an uphill battle, but very, very interesting. So even if he doesn't get the number two, if he is in that slot position, I think that could be a, a windfall. And I love what they were talking about with Lafleur and a new head coach, and and what that could possibly mean for him. So I'll go to my number three. It's Sony Michelle. So he's ranked 19th right now consensus, as high as 11th. As low as fiftieth. That's a little nuts. I don't. I really. I don't understand that one at all. But I'm really. I. I slightly worry about Michelle only because he's not. I mean, he's still a, a little injured right now. I mean, that might not mean anything. But that's with the Patriots. Though you just never know if this guy is injured and shoot. Who knows? Maybe maybe just maybe Damian Harris impresses or something. It's not like they're going to 
completely they could go they could use him it he's an it makes it interesting with michelle it's that's why I see him as 50th a little nuts. That, that's nuts. That's but way too I low. do see him, but he's quite often in the back end of the 20s towards 30, mm-hmm. which still, that means as high as 11th. Because some people really like this guy and think he could, he's a, a top running back or as low as a RB3, bottom end RB3. It's, that's where he's going. If I can get him as RB3, I'll take him all day. That's it. He's, there's the, the one, there's two guys that have, are a little crazy on the ranks here, and he's way lower. Let's see here. There's a, he's ranked. 50th, obviously, and he's 46th by Heath Cummings from CBS. So those two went way low on him. But he's ranked in the thir- 30s, 20, low 20s for a lot of people. And John Paulson, who's a really, you know, pretty accurate ranker year after year, ranks him 27th. I mean, there's a lot. Jamie Eisenberg, 24th. Smitty, who I'm in, uh, we're in a league with, that uh, follow, the followers versus followers league on Instagram. Has him twenty seventh. Is that? I feel like it's slightly, slightly surprising to you, <laughs> seeing Sony Michelle that low. Oh, without a doubt, that's very surprising to me. I mean, you look at his numbers from last year, and he was an incredibly solid running back, and he even did better in the playoffs. And usually, I wouldn't take that into too much account, um, because you've seen Derrick Henry do this. Obviously, we talked about like Edelman, how he always comes out in the playoffs, and he actually does better than regular season, but. Sony Michelle was a rookie, so he was still getting his feet under him. He was still learning the offense. He was still proving himself. And the fact that he could put up almost a thousand yards and six touchdowns in thirteen games with the you know with the Patriots in the regular season, and then he really dominated in the in the playoffs. I just can't imagine. I don't know. I can't imagine a world will, where he loses his spot or. I'm not saying that they're not going to use other people, but I think there is plenty of room for him to do what he does so well, especially with Tom Brady, you know, saving him for the the playoffs, which is what you want to do. I don't, you know, it's, I hesitate on him though. I'm, I'm hesitating. What, what, this is I'm my question. Is, is there hesitate. so many question marks that you can't figure out why or because which part of it scares you? Because it wasn't his production last year. Do you really think that someone else is going to take his spot? What about it actually scares you? Because I think that is so. It comes down to more group mentality. I think on this one, and we think his numbers were good, but okay. Again, I look at that, I put this maybe let myself mm. get too blinded by this. Weeks nine through seventeen, points per game. He was twenty seventh in points per game standard scoring. Weeks nine through seventeen. That's it. Twenty seventh. He was lower than James White in standard. That's surprising to you. I know it, it is. is. I want to look it I up. I see actually. that. It is very. It is, it is an accurate stat. I'm not making this up. Hold it. In 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 weeks, the last weeks what? nine through seventeen. So the well, second, second half of last season, he played. The last in, game he played was thirteen in week thirteen. So or is it or is that rank? I'm sorry. Nope. He didn't play week seventeen. But you're right. Yeah. He did play. So he played over that span. Let's see. Where, where's my stat here again? He played in seven of those games. Seven of those eight games. James White averaged 9.4 per game in those standard. Sony Michelle averaged 9.3. So players better than Sony Michelle, points per game, standard scoring over the last half of the season were James White, Doug Martin, Gus Edwards, Matt Breida, Lamar Miller. All better than Sony Michelle. He beat out Peyton Barber by one spot. He beat out Darren Sproles by only five. I, I get you, That's, but even even that even a little that, bit surprising, right? To hear and, that. And, and he didn't play in week seventeen too, so you that might have cost him a lot. But you think about that too, and so he ranked in his bad chunk of games, which are definitely important, obviously, to take into account. But within that, he ranked twenty seventh, and right now he is going, I mean, possibly after that already. So even in his worst area, which he only scored one touchdown in in those games as well, and it was against Buffalo when he. Went off for 116 yards and, and one touchdown. Um, yeah, I, I, I understand the hesitation. But at the same time, I, I look at the numbers and I look at how many attempts he did get. His overall, what he was able to do, um, especially the the yards per average, where he did have a few games that were, were just bad. But he was averaging 4.5 yards a carry, six touchdowns. I Still I not st- better than Gus Edwards. <laughs> it's very true but yeah i i think uh maybe a little hesitation uh-huh. but no i'm i'm not i'm not there with you i, I like him i right. like him a lot all right who's your number two 
Number two is going to be the other guy that I, I talk about quite a bit, but James Washington, another player. And this one surprises me a little bit more about the wide range because he is more locked in than, say, Geronimo Allison is. And his standard deviation is still off the charts. And, and people are picking him way after the fact. Um, he's still slotted in to be the number two wide receiver. Obviously, we know that the Steelers can give him a ton of, you know, receptions. I mean, there's there's so much to go around because Antonio Brown leaving. And, you know, and and obviously James Conner, is he the equivalent to Le'Veon Bell? I hear uh, a lot of Dante Juju. Moncrief chatter. Yeah, okay. I've First of all, you we've heard about... You used to be a big fan of Dante Moncrief. Yeah, because <laughs> he's also been in the league for what? 20 years now <laughs> like, you get to the point where you just got to do it yeah so it's I, not happening I, so even if he was number three so maybe and he didn't show a whole lot last year I, I completely understand that but with the offense that he's in and um you know his ability he's shown at least in college which he was he, he won best wide receiver you know two years ago it wasn't that long ago um he needs i don't know i think he deserves a little more respect than he's getting and right now his numbers are all over the board um, he's averaging the 51st wide receiver taking his standard deviation is 14.7, which is really off the charts. Um, and people are even taking him, uh, five spots past where he is ranked currently, which is, you know, pretty incredible considering he could be a, a major contributor to that offense. Six hours ago, the Pittsburgh post Gazette headline standout stealer of the spring. It might be receiver Dante Moncrief. Yeah, give me a break. So we got two articles that are going against your number two receivers who you like and praising the number three receiver yeah. just in the last day. I was going to say, how many times have we seen this? Again, it's again every, it's every, like, every year. It's in Didn't their- they say the same thing about Moncrief last year when Jacksonville? <laughs> they said it probably forever about Moncrief. It's like he, he goes to every place for one year and then they get rid of him. This is because Roethlisberger is the one who said it's hard to pick one, but I'd probably go with Dante Moncrief just because <laughs> he's new in response to who stood out among skill position players. <laughs> oh, gets love the not even not even preseason training camp it's just mini camp and we're hearing this stuff so all right i'll go with my number two i went with derrick henry number two i've i've been starting to come around a little bit i don't know why and i'm trying to stop myself here we literally just had a whole thing about bus potential and after that i started coming around <laughs> so not really, but I'm starting, I see, I see where the potential is if he, if he was able to put it together, but he's ranked as high as eighth. Some people really love this guy and think he's a top 10 back as low as 31st. He's another one of these ones. He's just so, so out there. So his consensus rank is 16th, man, you don't buy it, do you? No, no, I don't. I mean, yes, obviously, it's very easy to see why people get so excited. But I, first of all, I can't get excited. It should have been last year if he was going to do something major, right? I, I don't know. I get it, but he, he's not, he's not a pass catching back, so that that definitely hurts him. Uh, Titans cannot move the ball to save their life, and you know, if they want to give him 20, 30 carries a game, I'm all about it. But they should have been doing that last year and they didn't. I don't see what changes. And he did it two years ago when in the playoffs, he ran all over a team. And then people were like, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And last year, once again, didn't do it. And then at the end of the year, the final two, three games, they gave him a ton of carries. He showed out. A couple of them were against teams that were already out of the playoffs. Oh, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, so so no, I don't buy it. I think I think if I got him, you know, there's enough upside where I wouldn't be devastated. But I have a feeling that a lot of people he'll just be taken before I'm willing to take him. That's what it comes down to. So my favorite weeks nine through seventeen stat has Derrick Henry as the sixth best running back over the last half of the season, <laughs> only behind Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, and then Derrick Henry. He's one of them. Yeah. And when, take away, but you took away that one game. Yeah, Where I was to say, he has one game against Jacksonville, and, 238 yards with four so touchdowns. So if he didn't have that game, he's going to probably be below 1,000 yards for the season, so it looks a lot worse. The touchdowns aren't there. Well, there was, I mean, really, there was two games, yeah. right? And they were at the end of the season when Titans were, you know, they were struggling. Going against Jacksonville, which, yeah, you know, feathering your cap, good for you. 
usually their defense shows up. Then against New York Giants, which I give you no credit for because they were a hot mess last year. And he got 17 carries against Jacksonville, and he turned that into all those all that yards and four touchdowns. Very next so, game, you give him 33 carries, it, and he got 170 with two. You take out those games, and his numbers do not look impressive. It, again, I guess it all depends on where you're getting him, and then it becomes interesting. So think about this. Would you like him in this spot? The other day, I did a, is a 10-team mock draft. I picked up um, – I went DeAndre Hopkins first. I've been doing a lot of wide receiver stuff early on. I went DeAndre Hopkins first round. I went Odell second round. I've done that. I've done that combo a lot. I've done this whole this whole group of plays. So I went Odell, or yeah, Hopkins, Odell, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry was my flex. That one, you could like that, right? Yeah, I don't hate that. That's good. Yeah, I mean, you're using if he's your number three. Yeah, I'm actually kind of impressed by that. That's a good. That's a good little roster right there, wasn't it? And then my my quarterback was Aaron Rod- or Andrew Luck in that one, and uh, to David Njoku, who's my tight end in every league. That was. Uh, I don't know how I pulled that off. It's just I guess just ten teams. But if Derrick Henry's your flex, yeah, you love it. I just but can't imagine. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible really too great. because you got two wide receivers along with that. But I mean, right now he's he's what ranked sixteenth. Average draft position is 18th about. Uh, as a running back, yeah. Right, as a running back. So you, so you start looking at that, too, and I mean. What's the overall? What he sees actually 34th ADP for overall. So that puts you, if you're in, it puts you at the end of the, well, it's still only the third if you're in 12-team, but if you're in 10-team, it's fourth. And I was in a 10-team. I got right, him the first you, pick of the fifth. Right, and you got him as your third running back. Yeah, which he fell. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, then there I, I do like him. Because I think he has enough of a you know ceiling where you're kind of like okay, yep, great. But he's that. But again, this that's why people don't know what to do with him because he could make or break your season. One of those if you actually risk him, if you get yeah. him in the third, don't like it. I mean, can, can you imagine? Because I know some people are going to fall in love with him. Because they are. That's I mean, why they're falling in love with him. Right. I mean, you look. I mean, you just look at him. First of all, you just look at him. He's a beast. I mean, six three, two hundred fifty pounds almost, and the guy straight speed, very good. He's a very fast guy. He's just a an unbelievable athlete. But can you imagine a world where you fall in love with him and you think that he's going to be your number one running back? That There's is, a couple people that have thought this. Man, that is very scary for Scott me. Scott Pianowski from Yahoo Sports has him as the tenth best running back. That's a that's an RB one. Yeah, I just I can't I can't get behind that. Even even as a running back too, um, yeah. depending on where you're drafting, obviously, it, it, it scares me. He could completely disappear. All right, we're to number one. Number one polarizing. Okay, player. I think we both got the same person. <laughs> Todd Gurley. Oh no, no. I went Todd Gurley. Oh, oh did you? Yeah. You oh no, it? I went Sammy. I didn't do it every year. I've, I didn't do he it. He shows up on my list, but no, this year is very interesting. I went Gurley because right. I put Sammy. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, I mean, it makes total sense. I didn't put Gurley because I was it's just, just sick of talking about him, so about him so much. But go so ahead, please. Sam, Sammy is on my list as as my sixth. He's my sixth. Sammy Watkins. Oh, look at that. That's the Sammy Watkins list. Um, I'll talk about Sammy quick too. Actually, I'll let you talk about Sammy. I'll talk about Todd Gurley. You know what? I have a confession to make. I love Todd Gurley. I love him. I'm in love with Todd Gurley. I think we knew that. I'm becoming more in love with him the further he falls down the ADP. The further, the more people reject him and just degrade him and say how terrible of a player he is. And now his arthritis is just the end of everything. I like him more. And I can't wait for the comeback story. The comeback story of the guy who finished first last year. The last two years. Two years. The comeback story of the last two years' number one running back. Just because he's going to drop a few carries. Yeah. What is he coming back from? That's my question. But anyway, I yes, I 100% agree with this. And I was already, I was already ready to, uh, as other people have said, die on this hill, right? Where you take him as even the sixth running back. And people were like, that's crazy. And... You know, I don't think that's crazy. I, I I really don't. I haven't seen anything that would lead me to believe differently. And if I did, I would probably, you know, I would rank it that way. When it keeps going and this is getting out of control and I can get him in the second round, holy yeah, hell. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. is. That is the dream right there. I, I honestly truly believe if you get Todd Gurley in the second round, I'm not going to say you're going to win your title, but you are in the playoffs. And then we'll see how what happens after that. But you will be in the playoffs if you get Todd Gurley in the second round. I know this is 
this seems crazy talk for some people right now. They just they're you hear other podcasts, you hear other writers, they are completely against this, and they are really worried about that knee. And yeah, I you know what? I get it. It's a concern. Todd Gurley doesn't think it's a concern, but he's going to say that. Obviously, you just said earlier today, the the knee on his knee. It's just a, he says it's a small problem. That's it. It's just a small problem. He says I had big I had bigger problems to worry about coming out of college after his ACL. It's true, and yes, there's an, <laughs> this is what people say is I get so annoyed at this about the playoffs and he if he if he was okay why why did they why did they play uh, C J Anderson over him. Well, he wasn't okay. Obviously, the wear and tear of the year had made it so he couldn't go. It just did. They tried it. He did well when he came back, and then they really, it just couldn't go. And yes, it is because of the knee. They need to better manage it now in the offseason, which I think they're doing. Better manage it during the season, which does mean, yes, he is going to get less carries. There's going to be times where Todd Gurley is going to have full series where he's going to be off. And that's going to really annoy you. It's really going to annoy you. But you know what? He's going to be that goal line back. No matter what, Todd Gurley is always, I think, going to be in on the goal line. And that's what gave him as much value as he had last year. The yards are great, but the yards aren't spectacular. I mean, what? 1251? That's fine. But that's not, he barely, he didn't have that many more yards than Chris Carson. The yards aren't what makes Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley. The touchdowns are what makes Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley. And those touchdowns are still going to be there. He can drop the 200 carries. He can only maybe get a thousand yards. Maybe even 950. You know what? The touchdowns are still going to be like, if he still gets 15 touchdowns, this guy was so good. He's still going to be top five. I think he's still going to be top five. And you're going to get him in the second round? Some people are saying not to draft him to the third. It's going to be, I don't I don't see many leagues where that's actually going to happen. Because someone's going to take the bait. They want, they want Todd Gurley. Man, I I just, I know, yes, I'm not, I'm, people think we're just, I've seen this this comment so many times that people think we are just downplaying this arthritis so much. We're just downplaying it. I'm not I'm not down. I think everyone's just so overreacting to it. You know, first of all, arthritis it's is a, a it's a long term deal, and it's more of a pain management type deal too. Yeah. And it's like it's yeah, it's not going to be comfortable for him. And obviously, at the end of last year, it 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 was un, it was too much for him. It really was. Yeah, I think they're going to be a lot smarter about it this year. And yeah, this is uh, just an hour ago. McVeigh said uh, this article came out. He says, um, talking to Todd, he looks really good. He feels really good. I think the plan that we set out a few months back has been followed exactly the way that we wanted it to get done. And now it says, let's see, he's going to be part of shoot. Yeah. He's going to gonna be part of training camp drills. He's he's they're, they're, they're doing it right. They know what they have to do. Todd Gray. <laughs> Yeah, and first, uh, and also, you people are talking like the Rams aren't trying to win the Super Bowl, right? Like yeah. you're not reloading. I mean, this is a young team. You kind of have to win now. You have all the pieces in place, and Gurley is a huge piece of that. You're gonna have to use them, and and also, yeah, I mean, people freak out about the playoffs because you know he didn't really play all that much in the Super Bowl. They didn't manage but him first of all in either. Week One. Of the playoffs, when he played against Dallas, he had 16 attempts. He had 115 yards on touchdown. He, he was averaging 7.7 over seven yards a carry. And then, yeah, the next two games, first of all, they didn't they didn't need him. And the other one, I mean, they still won. He still had a touchdown, even though he only had four attempts. Well, and they were they were. So yeah, they they did manage his workload. Don't get they, me wrong. They didn't they didn't over once they realized it was an issue at the end of the year. They they said we're not going to basically they weren't going to screw up their long term investment. Because you had a, a fresh C.J. Anderson out there. And you know what? He wasn't Todd Gurley, but he was still, he was fresh. That's a big yeah. deal at the end of the year. And, and you and looked he, at. They, they didn't need to ruin. Because, yeah, they wanted to win the Super Bowl last year. But they're going to have Todd Gurley for years. They didn't want to screw that up. So. Ah, yeah. Just, and he still got 10 attempts. It's not like he didn't play. And when he yeah. was out there, he looked, he looked better than he was feeling, obviously. And that was against a very, obviously, a very, very good team. People are already freaking out that he's not going to play in the preseason. I've heard that. He's good, not gonna you shouldn't. He didn't Why play, would He didn't you? play in the preseason last year. Yeah. It, it's nothing new. First of all, any any primetime player should not play. I mean, a quarterback should play maybe, you know, a couple halves or something in order to just Todd, loosen up. Todd Gurley doesn't need to play. Zeke Elliott only needs to run the ball like four times. Yeah, that's he, it. He should, like, I'm, first of all, yeah. any of the top wide or, you know, running backs, top wide receivers – I would not risk it. Why in the world would you do no. that? All right. 
enough. I've talked about yeah. Taco Bell. So Sammy anyway. Watkins. My Sammy Watkins list ends with Sammy Watkins number one. I didn't put him one, but he is basically number one. For, he's number zero. Yeah, and me. I think he – And well, my, I mean, he is a polarizing player. He don't, is very much wrong. so. But because of the situation with Tyreek Hill and – he should even be more polarizing. And but, and I think he will turn into that as we get closer to the season. No one knows what to do with Tyreek Hill. Now that they said the, the criminal case has dropped, I still think he's going to be suspended. Um, how is he Something's got to happen to they dra- If they suspended Zeke, I mean, come on. Six games, they suspended Zeke. They have to. Minimum of six games for Tyreek, yeah. not more. But Sammy. Ugh. Yeah, and also the fact that they released Hunt. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't. I can't it's imagine. An interesting, it's an interesting thing that they're keeping. Yeah, there'll be some real hypocrisy. But, but either way, Sammy, though, no if one he's knows not there, true. yeah, if he's not there, and this is why it's so polarizing, right? If if Hill is not there, Ty, or Sammy Watkins is the number one wide receiver on on the best offense in the NFL. And even if he even if he is there, he's the number two. The question is, can he stay healthy? And even last year, he only got to play in in ten games. Uh, 40 receptions, over 500 yards, three touchdowns. Still not the craziest. He's He's been a disappointment. Yeah, everywhere <laughs> he's gone. But he's always had the talent. It always flashes. If it wasn't for his nagging injuries, he his numbers would be a lot better than they are. Yeah, I mean, because those numbers, 40 for 519, over 10 games, they're not, they're not good, but it could be a lot worse. <laughs> you know, it's... I think, man, it, it, okay, it just depends. If Tyree Hill's gone, they Pat Mahomes is too good to not – I mean, not every ball can go to Travis Kelsey. No. It really, and Damian Williams, they can't catch everything. And if Damian – okay, if Damian Williams is the guy at running back, he's not really a workhorse. I don't see he's going to be quite a workhorse. So, But Sammy is ranked as high as 12th, as low as 48th. That's why – I mean, he always is. That's always yeah. the Sammy Watkins thing. I've always been too high on Sammy Watkins. He's always burned me every year. I've drafted him, I don't know how many times, and I might do it again. Yeah, and I'll be honest. <laughs> it's usually, stupid. I shouldn't do it, but I'm, I, I have a take on, on the majority of players that we talked about, right? I either hate or love them. Yeah. Like, I am on one of these sides yeah. of the polarization, but Watkins, I can't get a handle on, mostly because he's burned me before. But the truth is, he is in one of the best positions to have a breakout year that any wide receiver has ever had. And he should be kind of that that lottery ticket people get and I still can't find myself reaching for him so I I'm, I just fall in that middle area where, where I feel like a lot of people are I don't know so are, yeah. are you if if he came up are you are you waiting on him are you done with him or would you actually take a shot on him if you don't like a, you know if if the snake draft comes to you and you just don't like the other people okay because where he usually goes in a draft I don't love the players around him I, I never like that range of wide receivers for some reason. It's um, currently okay because currently he's yeah I like where he's going. He's going as the twenty. He's actually going as the twenty seventh wide receiver currently. So he's going as the twenty seventh wide receiver. That puts him just ahead of DJ Moore, Alshon Jeffrey, Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis. Yeah, I want to, I want Sammy Watkins. If I need a wide receiver, I want Sammy Watkins there because I like DJ Moore, but he hasn't he hasn't really really shown it yet. Alshon, I'm not an Alshon guy. I think Alshon's fine, I think, but his best days are behind him. And Robbie Anderson, he's, he's he he could be good, who knows. Corey Davis hasn't done it. All these guys are question marks. Everybody here that Sammy Watkins goes around is a question mark. So, give me Sammy Watkins in the Chiefs offense. That's I'll just take that chance. You're not this doesn't make or break your season here. I mean, it could make it if Sammy, I guess, it could make it if Sammy's great. You could be really good, but you're not going to lose your season if you drive Sammy Watkins any bus. He's because he's not even really a bus. He's just Sammy Watkins then, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, he's just injury prone. <laughs> so I want to play this game. Actually, yeah. I'm going to name a few guys, and I want to know if you would take Sammy over them. If you just if those were the two options, yep. Julian Edelman. Hmm. I think I want Julian Edelman. All right, and he, currently he's going as the 18th. Yeah, I think wide receiver. I right? think I want Julian Edelman. I think I do like that safety. For All him. right, Tyler Lockett. People are going to really hate me for this, but uh, I think I'm going to go Lockett. I've, I've, I've gone towards the Lockett side, but I want to say Sammy so much, but I think Lockett, I think I need to go Lockett there. I'd be smart. All right. He's currently going as the 24th wide receiver. Chris Godwin. 
Sammy. I think the I like Chris Godwin, but I almost think the Chris Godwin hype has kind of gone a little little nuts. Right, Kelvin Ridley. I think I go Ridley. I think there's some potential there. Okay, those are some of the guys that are going. There, all of them are going about at least five spots ahead of see, Sammy. See, but that that is where the conversation is. So, mm-hmm. like, how much are you willing to risk? See, I'm not going to risk a lot there with him, but I'm going to take him over the guys that are below. That's pretty much where it is. I like where he's at. He, I think he's at a good spot. And I'll even there's a couple Here's guys. One that, Robert Woods. I think I'll I put to, you on the I spot. I think I have to go Robert Woods as much <laughs> as I don't necessarily. He's going 17th in the wide receiver. Because I almost have to go him and maybe I'll trade trade him for Sammy and something. Right, because you think his <laughs> value overall is, yeah. Other people like Robert Woods. I just haven't bought into him. Even though I should. I mean, he had a very good year. I I know I don't. People don't like that. People don't like that we don't like Robert Woods. I've, I've noticed that. But Yeah, he was good. <laughs> I mean, he was good, but I just, I'm not excited by the guy. I need to see more. He needs to show it to me again. And then I'll believe it. Show it to me when... You have a full season of Brandon Cooks and, uh, and Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup there, then I'll believe it. And a full season of Todd Gurley. <laughs> oh yeah, Todd Gurley. All right, I think it's gonna do it for polarizing players. We'll be back next week. Maybe I think we, maybe we'll talk safe players next week. How about that? We'll talk about the guys that we just know. Not necessarily the top guys. Obviously, the top top guys are safe typically. We'll talk about safe guys that you just draft this guy. You know, you're just plugged in for points. Lock you're, and load. You're gonna. You might not get the. You know, no, no, running back one or wide receiver one, but you're going to be really set as you know on your team, and you got guaranteed points. We'll talk about that next week. Talk to you guys then.